Hello and welcome back to The Verse Podcast. It's been a while, admittedly. This time, we have an interview with Maurice O'Hayan. He's a sleep epidemiologist at Stanford University. I featured parts of this interview in the latest Goodbye Night Sky episode, so head on over to YouTube to check that out. But for now, here's Maurice O'Hayan. First of all, thanks for taking the time. Um, why don't we just dive right into it? And uh, yeah, the first question I always want to ask people um, is, yeah, what brings you awe in the world? Uh, I am an epidemiologist and a physician, a sleep specialist. And uh, generally speaking, the epidemiologists are a way to look at a human population where uh, they see the groups. They, it's like if you have a big lab and you look at the people by localization and you try to see if their health is linked with their localization. And if you have more of some disease by area, that can give you some possibility to put in place some public health policies for people in some area where they are exposed at some environmental things. A day, I got uh, this uh, crazy idea that uh, if uh, I, I was in the air looking at Earth, I would see all these little ants. Mem- I will not see them. I will see something very small, And in the same time, I will be able to see what is happening to them on a grid scale. Mm -hmm. And uh, the idea of something was observing us all, every hour, is a satellite. And I said, I must see how they see the population, and the idea came very quickly, I can do it on my level, at the level of Earth, of the ground, and I was collecting a lot of data of the general population of America, and on the, from the sky, what the satellite is seeing is the environment of this population that I I have never the possibility to Mm -hmm. study with so much detail and scale, because is that what is particular with with the satellite? Is that the satellite is doing the turn of Earth several times per day and is looking at different area. So the idea was to say, okay, Suppose now that I post the, the game uh, farther and that I say I want to know what was the environment at a day precise in the year at the moment where I was doing the interview with my subjects. And there the paper mm-hmm. came. And uh, for sure, it was a little difficult because uh, you have to go in another field than yours. But uh, mm-hmm. by formation, I am a mathematician. So 
I, I am lacking this kind of challenge. So I went through that and uh, mm-hmm. I found the meteorological satellite that uh, since uh, 20 years is looking at all what is happening in America from the sky. So I was thinking, big opportunity, we will use <laughs> that for health. Mm. And here was the surprise. The first surprise was the beautiful, the beauty of the picture that he was taking of the surface of Earth. I was, I was siderated. It's, it's a really beautiful image during the night. You see all the lights of our cities. You can, if you go a little, because with this satellite, you can have a window on Hertz of only a square of three kilometers by three kilometers. It's very small. You can imagine he's looking from so far and he has all the details on the ground. So I was uh, looking at that and I was uh, really, uh, the picture was uh, beautiful and for sure, during the night, you see all this phenomena of uh, lights. And sure that uh, it's giving something uh, you saw on the paper, the map uh, that NASA uh, was taking of uh, Earth and of North America. And you see very well all uh, the place where the population is concentrated. So more you have light, more you have population under. With a little restriction is that presently on our highway, we put a highway or streets, we put much more lights than the population. For example, mm-hmm. uh, in downtown, you have a lot of offices that are staying all the night with the lights on and you have mm-hmm. in the streets all the night long, a lot of lights. Apparently, they are not residential uh, area because if you sleep there, I guarantee you, uh, as a sleep specialist, I I have not to predict, uh, to be a big uh, um, uh, predictor. I can tell you, you will have a bad sleep. Mm -hmm. You will sleep badly. (laughs) You will be sleepy during the day also. Because that is one of the consequences. So the idea went mm-hmm. from there. And from there, I, uh, uh, the study was decided. And mm-hmm. uh, with my co-author, we, that is, uh, um, was working uh, previously uh, with NASA, we were able to get uh, the image coming from uh, the satellite. And it was the first time that somebody hmm. was doing that. Wow, that's really cool. I didn't realize how much of a, of a turning point that study was. And also um, that beauty you speak of, I definitely feel that. That's powerful. It's, I never really thought of it in that way of like you look down, you, you are in a way becoming this omnipotent observer of the earth and you see all of North America and you see all the details. Um, yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, I wonder, uh, I, I, 
I thank you for your email last night with all the papers that have been published since. I'm curious what to you of those papers or of things that have happened since 2016, what stands out the most in terms of, oh, we didn't expect that or um, yeah, what stands out as a result from, from um, research since then it's that's powerful? I think that what is coming is a confirmation that of what at the beginning was a little like a, a doing a, a big electrical shock on the scientific community when they saw the paper coming. But uh, I must say, uh, my colleagues were taking very quickly uh, the essence of uh, the paper. And uh, it's normal in science, uh, uh, results must be verified. So these uh, studies are only, uh, are only known. They are bringing new elements also, but uh, the most important is that the technique is, uh, and the methodology can be used uh, by a lot of people for, uh, to be more precise. You can imagine when I was uh, publishing uh, the first results, uh, it was a little science fiction to come and to say, okay, now I do epidemiology from a satellite. Uh, it was <laughs> a little, um, a little, uh, uh, I was uh, really courageous to go, uh, but uh, I suppose that uh, anyways, like that science uh, is going. So, uh, what is uh, the next step will be uh, more uh, to see uh, uh, if uh, some elements in the first study, so on this study, were neglected. One mm. element that was probably the most uh, neglected, and that will be uh, decorrected, no doubt, is that... Uh, I, I was doing it at a period where the uh, in the street the light bulb were with uh, um, a project that is uh, derived from uh, the sodium and that is giving this coloration a little yellow shred, beautiful, but that is not so effective in terms of security. If you want to have more security. You take now LEDs, you put them on the street, is small, precise, is no reverberation. And that is very interesting, is that when you look at the pictures that me, I was analyzing uh, in 2016, 2015, in fact, I was mm. uh, doing the work. Uh, it was... Uh, a reflection on the sky that was very important is that uh, uh, when you have this uh, big bubble of uh, five years ago, uh, only a part was going of the ray of lights were going on the ground. The majority of them were going in the sky. Mm. So from the satellite point of view, it was something important to see. With the LEDs, the, the ray 
of light of the LEDs are direct. They go mm. directly on the ground. So it's no uh, deperdition of light energy in the sky. So mm -hmm. very few, very, very few. Only the reverberation of the light on the macadam. It's all. It's all. Mm. So it's still a reverberation, but much less than with the classical things five years ago. Guess right. what? In California, right. we are changing all the lights for LEDs. So yeah. beautiful. The first city that did that was Los Angeles. So curious mm -hmm. like I am, immediately I went on the Los Angeles Uh, city and I said, I want to look at what your lights are doing. You have changed. Did you think is blue lights? Because mm. LEDs are beautiful, beautiful light, precise, no deperdition, economy of energy. They have mm. all what an ecologist can love in light. They avoid accident is you see like in full day it's you avoid aggression because uh, you know if you are under LEDs no problem all the camera mm. around are taking your picture clear net like if you are in the police station <laughs> it's no <problem. laughs> so you cannot escape is no Possibility. So the security of the person, the security of the cars, the traffic, all of that is ensured, but is a blue light. Blue mm. light means the light of the day. So what is doing that on your brain? So that was my second step. And for sure, uh, I uh, immediately... Uh, I was giving the alert, but the technology is beautiful and presently mm. the LEDs can be, uh, can be tuned by their for their coloration and the intensity. Mm. Because you see with the LEDs, you put 3,000 Newman, you know, you have enough, but they can right. go until 15,000. You can really put full day and honestly for a cost that is always less than the classical way. So mm -hmm. uh, with the other, you were needing a lot of energy. Now you need only a little energy. So the, uh, the tendency was to put too much light because it was economically costing nothing more. Mm. But here, you have a limit. The limit right. is the health of the population around. So I did a proposition uh, here uh, that in the residential zone, we avoid to have too much of this LED uh, by uh, square feet around uh, mm. the homes. And uh, what, what was that? Um, I'm sorry, what was that precise 
uh, proposition? How much? How much uh, light per? I, I didn't do. A... I was only speaking with the people, and the people were understanding, and they were applying oh, okay. it immediately. It's is oh, wow. was beautiful because it was no economical consequence other than sparing energy a little more. It's all. So right. that is easy to convince the people when there's no money involved. Uh, and uh, honestly, all the manufacturers were doing their effort to have the possibility to tune their LED. It's very easy. Mm. Um, mm. You have only to think to this problem before because when you put lights on the street, yeah. also if you have the technology to tune your lights, you will do it uh, at so high uh, on the on the lampadaire that you will not have the possibility to go to change it as you wish. When presently, in all the cities, they can tune that by uh, uh, at distance. They don't need to go uh, on the bulb directly. Mm. No, they do it at distance and they can tune their lights. It's it, it's a beautiful technology. We have wow. done a big progress on, on this side. Wow, cool. That, that makes a lot of sense. That brings me to the next question, which um, uh, I just want to make sure that I'm understanding the, the previous uh, the 2016 study right. The satellite that you used, um, you spoke a little bit about it. It didn't have spectrum capability. It didn't know that a city was more high-pressure sodium, orange, or more blue LED, right? Yeah. It was just luminance. Yeah, and right. it was no blue LED at the period. It was only one city that was a pilot in California. That was Los Angeles. And okay, got it's it. only when they fi finish, when they were finishing to equip all the city, uh, me, uh, my study was uh, published. So the, okay. the thing is that I didn't have the picture of Los Angeles with LED. Maybe some streets, because they were going very fast with their project, and they were right. And uh, uh, honestly, uh, the Mac practically all the cities in California were adopting this system very, very quickly, because you, you can imagine, hmm. you spare uh, millions of dollars of electricity uh, of uh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's a no-brainer, yeah. and you you emit less and everything. Um, I'm curious. So you've spoken about the the, the space, space side, side of this study. I'm curious if you want to go a little bit into the the human side. Like, how did you conduct the study um, to people, and and how did you make sure you had a representative sample? Oh, that is uh, uh, that was this study uh, is an ongoing effort that was going since 2001, longitudinal study. I cover all the United States until now, every three to five years. Because why three to five years? Is because when I decide uh, to do the second wave, is always taking me two years <laughs> to do it. <laughs> to go to all the uh, United States. I can be faster. Now I can be faster because the study uh, goes by uh, the internet. But before, it was interviewer with the phone. So it, it was needing a lot of employees, a lot of interviewer, 
a lot of time to discuss with the people. Presently, if uh, you want to do the study, you go on the web, you, uh, you install yourself, and you self-administer the study. So mm -hmm. uh, this study uh, at the period was totally representative of the general population. It means that I was using the official census of America for each state in the United States uh, to calculate the size of my sample and uh, is a proportion. So I have a proportion. So I know that in this area, I need, for example, uh, 100 people. In this one, I need 20. And uh, mm. out of these 20, uh, I, I don't need the rest of the population. So I go and they are representative because I am very precise with, the, like the census, they know the people by street, by uh, local household. So, and by household, I take only one person. So mm -hmm. here also, it's uh, is uh, helping us to be uh, really representative. And mm. uh, generally speaking, uh, so these studies, their biggest problem is the participation rate. You must be with a participation rate superior to 60% or your results scientifically have not so much value. Mm. And uh, the interview is long, uh, between 30 and one hour, 30 minutes, one hour, and can be sometimes longer, can be two hours Some uh, when the people have uh, medical conditions. We collect mm. a lot of information, medical, sleep habits for sure, food, uh, also the way that the people are eating. So it was very useful when we established the link between obesity and sleep apnea, for example. And mm. uh, this court is used use since uh, now 20 years regularly for all the things. So this court was used for the lights. Is this court that was used. So I took mm. for sure the, more, the most recent at the period where I think that it was um, the court that was collected in 2014 and that uh, was put, uh, the satellite was recording in 2014 and we put all together and uh, we had uh, exactly the time of the interview, so we were very precise and uh, we were having the satellite just uh, giving us the measure at this moment. Mm. So we were with yeah. all the environmental factors needed. So, so was that a, um, with the calls, like, what was the frequency of them? Did you, you say you, you lined it up to the time from the satellite. Was that like a daily call? And then you looked at what the radiance was? Or was it like, uh, look at the average lighting in an area through the year and compare oh. one phone call to that. I, no, no, I think I'm just no, confused. No. About. Here we were taking the day where the satellite was uh, the same day that it was uh, around our subject. 
So, okay. and because you know the the variation in the light in an area is uh, is very few, in fact. Mm-hmm. On a precise point, uh, everything is fixed by uh, these street lights, and the street light doesn't vary so much because you must have somebody putting a light there that the satellite will see it. And generally speaking, one light will not have enough variation. You must have mm. a lot of uh, new lights coming to have a variation. So uh, on several sense. days, so not very interesting, but still we were doing some calculation to see if during the same months than the months of the interview, we were seeing variation with the satellite. <laughs> No. Wow. wow. Yeah, that, that's that's thorough. It was, it was not... Uh, it, it was not, not much. No, no, not so <laughs> I see. But we were cool. thinking to that. <laughs> got it, got it. So, yeah, one thing I want to uh, do in this series and in, in this video is um, when I talk about research to point out what some of the limitations were. So, I correct me if I'm wrong, these are sort of the maybe primary limitations of this study is the spectra wasn't considered um, such that like blue light outdoors will have more of an impact than no, it was orange con- light. No, it was considered, but the problem is that at the period, the street lights were in majority street lights uh, with a color mm. yellowish. Okay, reddish. I see. So Sorry, it yeah. was, <laughs> it was not really giving good. anything. So, no, the biggest limitation that uh, we had was the fact that the satellite was an old satellite with a uh, uh, lens that maybe could have been better. But again, uh, I don't think that is a true limitation because mm. uh, on the ground with my own interview, uh, the the level of precision uh, is uh, is also, don't forget, we are in epidemiology. So all what we do has a value for a group of humans, but not individually. Uh, it's not mm. something that will be uh, individually characterized. No, is huh. by group. So an, an, an area, a group, a state, Yes, we can have, uh, uh, we mm. are good, we are excellent. But right. if you go at the individual level, for sure, um, we have a, a limitation uh, because the best would be to be like the census, taking subject by mm-hmm. subject in America. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I see what you're saying. You zoom out enough and the statistics will tell you what you're getting. I see, like, the dynamic range Mm. of the satellite maybe wasn't amazing, but the cities are bright, so maybe it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of uh, uh, the paper published was uh, saying that uh, uh, we were not doing the difference between what was in the street and what was in the homes. It was never my intention to know what was the exposition to light inside of the household. What I wanted to know is how much chance they had to be disturbed by the light 
outside of the home. So it's a big difference. If I wanted, uh, for example, the next step in the future will be when Amazon, Apple, uh, Google will have succeed to put in our bedroom their device measuring, for example, the intensity of light during our sleep around us. Yes, that I will believe. But mm. the satellite cannot know what you have in your bedroom. No, no doubt. Now, for me, what is happening in the bedroom can be very important for the light. But if I go a little farther, I will say that all what this study of 2016 shows is that if I, I am trivial and I put this research at, his, at the right level, epidemiological, I can tell you, you exit, these people are exiting from their work. They have the light in the street. Is that is no difference for them going at 5.30, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock between the night that is coming and the day because they have this blue light or these lights around them. And because of that, they have probably a secretion of melatonin that is delayed. If you delay the secretion of melatonin, you have less appetite, is that you will eat later. And because you eat later, you will sleep later. If you sleep later, your boss is still there, but no more in confinement and in COVID, but in normal period, he wants to see you at eight o'clock at your office and you are in the obligation to awake maybe at six o'clock and to commute. Good morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you see what <laughs> you will be seeing. Yes. So in the cycle repeat was there. And in fact, the only idea that I had for this paper was to look how these people were transitioning between the day and the night. In the area that we have identified that are around inside of the towns and uh, around, a little around, in this area, the transition between day and night disappear because mm. of the street light. And that is the conclusion of this paper, is that we saw that. In the country field, no problem. This is there. They have yeah. this transition. They see the night coming. We don't see the night mm. coming. And somebody said to me, but, you know, Professor, I don't see also the stars. And it's true. But now with the LEDs, I hope that we will be 
uh, knowing how to tune these LEDs in such a way that we have not too much deperdition in the air and that we will be mm. able to see still our stars <laughs> and because I suppose that is part of our life. We are part of the universe. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, I feel that. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for thank you for that. That brings it brings it full circle for me. Um, yeah. Let me think. I feel like you just answered all my questions <laughs> and and gave me everything I need. Um, I'll, I guess I'll just muse on that a little. Like, I I get this sense that with this great tool of the LED. We really, like you say, we have this choice now of like, do we want to turn it down? Do we want to tune it so that we can have the night sky back again? Do we want that sleep? Do we? Is that something that we're going to start valuing as a civilization? And yeah. I don't know. It, it's something that we all have to decide sort of um, collectively. But And there's, uh, there's the critique of safety at night and driving safety and also in crime. And that's this video is just going to be so confusing because it's it's like on this hand it's like all these things tell you turn the lights down change the lights and on this hand it's like turn them up we need more of them you know <laughs> like it's yeah no but i, I don't suppose, know i suppose that is logical that downtown in the area of office they have the lights in the area of big traffic uh, they have mm. these lights. We have to yeah. convince our politician that building a residential area inside of a high traffic uh, zone is an aberration, that they must mm. stop to do that. Also, if the fields are less expensive, we, we don't care. Mm. We want the health of the people. Uh, because uh, you see yeah. the safety for the traffic uh, is in area where normally you must not have uh, residences for a big reason, mm. because it's not only light, it's also sound. If you have a lot of cars, you have a lot of noise. And if mm. it's not noise, it's vibration. The buildings are reacting to the number of trucks, of cars that are passing on the side. Uh, you see, I can, I can foresee all the development of epidemiology for sleep. And uh, it's exciting. I, I would like to do all these studies. Unfortunately, uh, uh, I have not the time to, to do all what is there, and that is really a passion for me. Mm. But uh, I hope that the people will have the same patience for uh, their sleep. Guess what? One third mm. of our life, we pass it sleeping. How, by God, how the people are not realizing that? One third of our life is in sleep. The bedroom mm is the worst place in all the homes, is the one where you have never a good orientation, is always north, is always... The, the way... How many times people in a period of 10 years 
how many times they change their kitchen, maybe one time, but your mattress, I can trap you asking you, when the last time you have changed your mattress? When did you change all what is in your bedroom? You know, the bedroom hmm. is one third of the life of each of us. Yeah. And we don't take care of that. So mm. it's a pity. I hear that. Yeah, that actually, um, one of the things I'm going to do probably after this section of talking about outdoor lighting is to shift to the indoor, which I know is, is not what this paper was about at all. And you've already spoken to it a, a little bit. But what are your thoughts about like light trespass and and just phone light and screen light? And do you have any, is there any connections that you draw between the outdoor and the indoor light? Uh, That's kind of what you just said. So one of the outdoor uh, the main responsibility of the outdoor light is with our transition between day and night. And I am categorical. I don't think, uh, I think that is a big problem if I see, my eye is seeing all the time that is full day, no problem, my secretion of melatonin will be disturbed, no problem. I will have a problem. Now, also if I put inside my home all dark, it's too late. I am exposed to this nuisance outside of my home. So that is the first point. For what is inside of the home, yes, we can take care a little more, sure that if you leave your children playing with computers uh, until uh, or with the TVs, because now the LEDs are also inside of our TVs. If you let, let them going until late, probably you excite them a lot. And it's not needed that it, was, it will be the LEDs. It could be the program also, the intellectual stimulation that is not favorable to go to sleep. Now, uh, can we con can we arrive to control all of that? I suppose that is a little like a dream. No, we will not be able to control all of that. We must be with what it is presently, our modern life. It was modern life in my time with a movie theater. Uh, my parents were really... Uh, uh, thinking that it was terrible for the children, all uh, <laughs> having not going with the books, uh, only going uh. by picture. We were the uh, generation right. that will lose the contact with the books and be only uh, com going back to the pictures, only a civilization by picture. Mm. It's all, all the period are like that. So I mm. suppose that our children have to be in contact with the computer. It's their future. Mm -hmm. uh, we can diminish, mm. uh, for example, be sensitive. Uh, probably, uh, anyway, the LEDs will evolve. We know that presently OLD, LED, we, we have now this evolution. There will be, uh, I will say, tender, more tender with uh, uh, our sleep. 
probably we mm. will have less uh, blue light uh, from them. Uh, but during the day, is not an handicap. We have the sun that anyway is giving us this blue light and we want to be awake. In fact, you know, I say often, I don't say to the people, sleep well, because I think that sleeping is so important. I think that what is important, in fact, contrarily to many of my colleagues, I will say, is to be vigilant, but with a good quality, is why we must respect our sleep. I don't want that the people respect sleep because sleep will... No, our goal is to be awake and well awake. So for mm. that, we must sleep well. Yes. Yeah, I hear that. Amen. <laughs> I agree with you. I can be. A, uh, I can be a priest. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for all that. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, that that feels that feels like every, everything. All my all my questions answered.